Welcome to the Grow Wealth Experience, where top business leaders, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world help empower you to build your best financial life. Now here's your host, Aisha Turgut. Welcome back to the Grow Wealth Podcast. Well, I've been gone for a few weeks, so you haven't heard from me, but it isn't because I've forgotten about you. I was overseas in Europe working on a real estate project, so now I'm back, and uh, we are going to continue with our regular episodes. Now, today, we're going to talk about how we can build wealth investing in land, particularly pre-developed land. And to talk about this, I have invited Christopher Meza, who is the leading authority on pre-developed real estate and commercial land investing. He's a nationally recognized speaker, best-selling author, and he was the keynote speaker with Steve Forbes, chairman and editor-in-chief of Forbes magazine at the Success in the New Economy conference. Chris has also been the guest on The Brian Tracy Show, interviewed by the legendary Brian Tracy on Christopher's expertise in land investing and pre-developed real estate. Christopher's feature interview can be seen on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox affiliates across the country. Christopher is the keynote speaker for Real Titan Acquisitions, a world-leading investment company focusing on pre-developed real estate and commercial land investing. He has a bachelor's of science in computer science and electrical engineering, and has worked for Fortune 100 companies like IBM and the Boeing Company. And due to his remarkable investment savvy, he retired at a young age and now spends his time successfully teaching people worldwide how to achieve financial security using his strategies. Welcome to the show, Christopher. Thank you, Aisha. That was such a lovely introduction. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. Now, let's just dive in. You have built your niche in land investing. What about it did you find attractive as opposed to developed real estate? Can you talk about some of the benefits of investing in land? Oh, sure. Absolutely. You know, there's lots of different types of real estate investments, you know, from fix and flips to buying a house and renting it out. And I've done everything you can imagine. And they all work. You make money at each one of them. And what I realized is who's really making the most money in real estate? It's the guy that's renting out a house. He's making a couple hundred dollars a month. The guy investing, uh, renting out an apartment building, he's making thousands, tens of thousands per month, maybe a hundred thousand per month. It's the guy that's doing fix and flips. You know, he's making tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands per fix and flip. But the guys that really make the money are the developers. I mean, the smallest development, just developing, you know, seven or eight homes in California is going to net a developer a million dollars net. So these guys are not playing in the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. They're playing in the millions and possibly even the billions. But what does every developer need? land. So if you can get ahead of that, you can control a commodity that they have to have. And what's it to them? If they're going to net a, a couple tens of millions of dollars 
for them to give you a couple of million for something that you may have paid hundreds of thousands for, maybe even tens of thousands for, is not going to break their budget. It's all calculated within the entire pro uh, program or process for them. So that is where the biggest bang for the buck lies. And it's the most, it's the biggest hidden secret. So one thing I'd like to add is every single billionaire, roughly every single one owns land. That is what people with money choose to invest in. So I love it. That's, that's where it's at. Now you use the word pre-developed real estate. Many people aren't familiar with that. How would you define that? And how does that compare with purchasing just mere regular raw land? Well, you kind of said it yourself. Raw land is kind of like out in the middle of nowhere. There's no utilities. It's raw. There's nothing going on with it. There's no path of progress. It's just raw land. And we want to avoid that. That's not what I specialize in. What I like to do is I like to say, oh, they're getting ready to build a brand new football stadium. Let me buy the land across the street. Oh, they're getting ready to build a new hospital. Let me buy the land across the street. I want something that is in the direct path of progress with infrastructure that is pre-developed real estate. It has some type of water utility. It has some type of plans coming in and it's very, very attractive to developers. That is what developers look for, not raw land. So it's better to do that than buy land and then do a long-term hold strategy for it to appreciate as opposed to what you're saying is better financially. Yes. And with some value add put into it. Yes. What, what you want to avoid is if you're buying raw land, you don't have, you're not in the path of development. How long is that? That, that may never get developed. So you, you don't want that. That's, that's a high risk investment, possibly a low return investment. But if you're right near a, a, a massive set of new developments and you're in the, in, in the booming area of market of the market or in the real estate market that becomes extremely valuable and extremely valuable quickly so that's what we want to stick to we want to avoid the the raw stuff we want to get into the pre-developed stuff okay so how does a person get ahead of the competition i'm sure everyone's looking at the land around a hospital about to be built or a football stadium about to be built do you go to zoning how do you find out when these things are going to be built okay so that can be quite the task sometimes okay so there's at my level at a professional level there's a couple tricks that I have that I'll share in a moment but just getting started you would be surprised how often people around town have heard of the new train that's coming in, the new high-speed rail system that's coming in and all the stations is gonna stop at, the new, uh, uh, or the new amusement park that's coming in. So they'll, they'll see that and they'll just continue to go past that information or they will ignore that information or when is it gonna happen? Or are they actually building that whatever that thing is that's going to be very valuable or increase values in the area? And people will just drive past that. So we want to make sure that we don't do that. That's the first step is paying attention to what's being developed. OK, so if something's being developed, start looking into it and take it seriously. Just because you don't see the football stadium or the amusement park breaking ground yet 
if you know they're in talks about it, that means they've already spent tens of millions of dollars possibly to get to that point. They've had to acquire the land. They've had to entitle the land, which is to do all your engineering reports, get all your permits approved, architectural design. They spent money and the only way to get it back is if they develop it. So once we start to hear the talks about this may be happening or this is in the works or this just got approved, you want to really start looking at the properties around it quickly. And that's really the time to get in. Often people wait until the development is already there and then the opportunity is just too late at that point. So that's what you want to do is look for that. Now, at my level, because I've helped so many people with this strategy, anytime something happens in an area, all the owners in that area are notified. Hey, I, I just got a letter in the mail. They're going to be building a stadium and they're saying we can come down to City Hall and give our input. I get those type of fillers all the time. So I'm constantly getting calls like, hey, I just got this letter. And sometimes clients call me and say, hey, a developer approached me. They want to they get a letter they, they send me a letter of intent to enter my property to do some power line upgrades to support their new project and i go well, what is the project asking these questions what is the project show us a map of your project and by asking those simple questions the developer will show oh we're in the we're in the beginning stages but we're getting ready to build a massive solar farm for example and now you know oh my gosh they're getting ready to build on two thousand acres this new housing project or this new solar project and now you're aware of what's happening before everyone else. And that's incredible to be able to be in that position. Now, as someone who buys land near the area, who entitles it? The landowner or the builders coming in? Who is that left to? Well, it could be either one. So uh, there are people that specialize in just entitling a property. Entitlement, again, is to take a property that does not have approved plans, meaning you cannot put a shovel to the dirt yet, and takes it from that stage where it is, wherever, wherever stage it is, it could be, there could be some reports that have been done, and completes all the reports and pays all the fees necessary to get the project shovel ready, okay? Now, there's some people that will buy a property that's in a very hot part of town, get it fully entitled and flip it. They sell it right away to a developer because the developer doesn't have to wait a year, two years, seven years to get the property entitled. So they will pay a premium. So usually when you take a property and you entitle it, it forces the value to appreciate by three to 400% of what you bought the property for. So there are people that do that um, and they're in and out quick. They're in and out within three to four years and they're making three to four hundred percent on their money. Now, uh, you can always not do anything. You can buy the hot property that's right next to the major thing that's coming into town. And now developers will come in. They will buy it from you and then entitle it at their time. OK, if you're truly in a hot area, what's the bad property to buy? What's the property that people don't want? There is not one if you're in a really hot area and that Developers are going to be jumping over it, jump, jumping over each other, fighting over each other, a bidding war to get the property that's right across the street from the new Disneyland or whatever it might be. Okay, so that's what you want to look for. So, is there more appreciation when you get to that point as opposed to just flipping it? Yes, there is more appreciation um, as you go through the process of 
let's say, development around you, okay? The sum, the value of any property or the value of any pre-developed real estate is the sum total of all the value around it. So if you buy a, a property, you're buying pre-developed real estate, a property that needs to be developed into a building and it's, let's say it's um, zoned for a hotel and there are two new hotels that have come within a mile of your property. Your property is going to go up in value, but let's say that there are six hotels or 12 new hotels. The more development that there is, the more value that has been spent in the area, the more your property is worth and you're not doing anything at all. No tenants, no toilets, no headaches. The property is just going up simply because of all the development going on around you. And there is a term for that. It's called unearned increment. Your property increases in value and you've done nothing to earn it. Unearned increment. Now, what are some of the mistakes people make with buying land that they should avoid? There are a lot of mistakes, actually. There's a lot of pitfalls to buying land. It's never what you see that gets you. It's like what you don't see. Does the land have some type of contamination? Is there a cloud on title? For example, did was there a, a couple that was married, but the guy or the, the lady that bought the property bought it as a single person, although they were married, and then they got a divorce, and then now it's like, did the other spouse have have rights to half of that property or was the land not legally subdivided maybe um it was subdivided 40 50 years ago and a parent said hey son you own from the tree over to the river and daughter you own from the river over to that rock or something to that effect i mean literally there was a time where you can subdivide a property on a napkin so you have to know is this legally subdivided there's a there's a bunch of different pitfalls and, you know, what kind of zoning do you have? Uh, you don't want to buy something that could potentially be rezoned for open space use. There are several areas that have been rezoned for open space use because they've done environmental studies that show if this area would be developed, it would destabilize this particular species or this type of uh, animal from this particular area. So you have to be very much in sync with that. So there's I just rambled off about seven or eight different things. And I'll say there's probably maybe about 30 or maybe more. Um, I, I think our checklist is uh, just over 40 items long of what we look for to make sure that we're not getting into a deal that isn't right. Yeah, it's a very thorough checklist. It's just like buying a house that's been built. Yeah, and, and the house that's been built has had many eyes on it. You know, you, it's already gone through the developer. He's had his eyes on it, the architect the engineer for the city, uh, several different people have had their eyes on it. A piece of land, maybe in the last hundred years, it's sold three times. It's not many people looking at it. So um, any problems with it is you really have to understand the mechanics of it to make sure that you're getting a quality property that is not going to have a barrier to development. Fantastic. Now, if you buy a piece of land and you're waiting for the developer to come or to appreciate, can you lease the land? Can you get cash flow from it? Sure. There's a lot of different strategies, exit strategies, uh, different types of strategies that you can use. You can always take on a partner. You know, your property is appreciating in value. You can always say, hey, I'll give you 25% of my land. Just start making me payment. Start making payments to me. 
of $500 a month every month. And after X amount of years, you own this 25%. Uh, you can also do stuff like uh, joint ventures. You can talk with a developer. Hey, why pay all this money buying my land for me? I'll give it to you for free and you develop it at no cost to me. And we can split the profits 50-50. Now, why would a developer do that? Do you know that developers don't really have to spend any money? Think about it this way. The developer is required to own the land for free and have it fully entitled at his cost, meaning he's got the permits in his hands. That means that he's paid the engineers already, he's paid the architects, he's paid the city for the permits, okay? He's gotta have those two things, the land free and clear and entitled and the entitled property or have the property entitled. Once he has those two things, he can get a loan from the bank to develop everything. So what is he really spending if you're giving him the land for free? He's just paying for the entitlement cost, okay? That could be hundreds of thousands or something like that. And then he can go off and borrow millions or tens of millions, which doesn't cost him anything. And now he can start to pay his people. And as he finishes the framing, for example, he gets another check. And as he finishes the HVAC, he gets another check and it gets built out of stages. So by going to a joint venture, the developer saves a lot of money and it allows you to participate at a higher profit margin because now, you know, it's been developed into something that's far more valuable. So it, it's, it's a good way to do that too. Um, you can also do just regular land leases. Uh, imagine uh, I had a client that um, had a five acre property and on less than 1% of his land, he was able to lease a cell phone tower to a cell phone company. Now, that cell phone tower is generating so much cash per month that is paying for the entire property, more than what he paid for the property, plus he's getting a return on his investment, plus he's keeping 99% of the property to do whatever he wants with, to develop into other things. So there's a lot of other uh, ways of generating cash, and I would love to share them in more detail when we have more time. <laughs> Fantastic. Two more questions for you. Let's talk about financing. How can someone buy their first piece of land? Well, that is a very challenging question in terms of financing. Financing is difficult and there's a, there's a good thing about that, but I'll, I'll share. Um, the, the ways that you want to buy land, um, you can partner with people. Hey, you know, you got 10%, someone else has 30%, so on and so forth. I've seen family barbecues where there's, you know, 75 family members, they'll invite me to come speak to the whole family and then they'll appoint three decision makers. And those three decision makers will buy two or three large properties and everybody in the family is chipping in $50 a month or they're all chipping in whatever it is to come up with the, with the total cost. So here at our company, we do offer in-house financing, but you will find an incredibly difficult time finding a lender that will lend you money to buy, to buy, pre-developed real estate, if you're not developing it immediately, that would be very difficult to do. So uh, that's one way that is very challenging, okay? So partnering is one, using your retirement account. You can use your retirement account. You can use a self-directed IRA. So um, it has been an interesting change where Companies that only offer traditional investments, such as mutual funds and bonds, they will call themselves now self-directed 
uh, IRAs, but they're not. They're just saying, oh, you can pick from one of these 20 options. That's not self-directed. Self-directed allows you to buy a lot of things and land and real estate is one of them. So that's- In your own control. Yeah, you have and you have your control over it. Absolutely. So it's a, a fantastic way of doing that. And not only can you buy with partners or using your IRA, but you can combine them. And that becomes very powerful because you can have, you know, your IRA put in 10%, you put in 10%, your aunt puts in 10%, your aunt's IRA puts in 10%. And next thing you know, you're able to buy a lot larger property. So definitely a, a strategy to look into. Great. Now let's talk about your company a little bit. You mentioned you lend money to buy land. What other products and services does your company offer? Well, we do all the homework. So when you come come to us, you're getting uh, a lot more than what you want. <laughs> you're going to get a lot more. So the level that we understand the development process, I would say less than 2% of the world would want to understand the development process to that level. And when you work with us, you're getting that data. It's it's a very quick, hey, what about this? The answer is immediate. There is no, no, we know, we understand what's going on, how it works. And we've done this time and time again. Our company has been around for over 50 years. So even before I was alive. So it's it's been an honor for me to be able to represent this company and to help people to invest in this type of strategy. So you're getting a lot. That's the, the main service is that research. And we have a lot of after sales services. We are the only real estate company in the world that holds a red carpet event. It is the Grammys for real estate. So a lot of times the award winners out are our clients because we have positioned them that well but anyone that has done an exemplary effort in real estate, they can come to this black tie only event, walk the red carpet and share their story of how they turn this money into that money. And it's incredible. So um, we have a lot of things that our company offers that just don't exist anywhere else. You know, we're, we're the market leaders. We're the oldest land company in Southern California, possibly further. And any other land company in the area has done business with us at some point. And again, we are the oldest. So um, we are the market leaders. So that's what you're getting when you work with us. You're getting the, the best of breed for the nation, possibly the world. We are very good at what we do. Christopher, thank you so much for your time. Very informative. And I look forward to having you back again so we can deep dive a little bit more. Definitely. I would love to have it. Thank you, Aisha. Have a good one. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye now. Thank you for tuning in. See you next time. And don't forget, like and subscribe to the channel.